0: the campus bellman i believe uh their head coach has called in casey alexander on the line uh maybe he was talking with dansby swanson congratulating him on joining his beloved cubs casey what's going on
1: well, hey darren how are you sorry i uh i need some readers i thought i was supposed to call it 230 so I'm a little bit a little behind the times here are you and i also had keenan mccardle on my fantasy team back in the day
0: oh nice. man I mean, he was a dream nice. wasn't he i did too <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. That was old school fantasy back then. That's right. So, do you have the readers? Are you are you at that stage? Uh, well, not often enough, apparently.
1: <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'm there for sure.
0: The big five zero. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, mm. join. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I I, I lasted forty five years before I had to to do it. So that was maybe we were about the same age when we had to go down that path. So what's going on with your team? You guys are red hot, uh looking good in your new conference. You've won five in a row. What do you think right now the way your team's playing?
1: Well, I'm happy about how it's all coming together. You know, we went into the season with so many questions, um, that were really impossible to answer until we just got into games and could figure out who we were and uh where we stood and we were we weren't a very good team early. I had a lot to had a lot to learn, but it's all coming together, um, you know, better and nicely. We've we've beaten some really good teams in this in this stretch and in this season. Uh, we've got a long way to go. Uh, as of yesterday, there were eight – before yesterday, there were eight teams tied for first or second, all within one game of mm. each other, and we've only played one of those eight on the road. So it's going to get a lot tougher for us, but we're more prepared than we were, I'll say that.
0: From what you can tell right now, what what is the biggest difference between all the years in the OVC and now playing in the uh Missouri Valley Conference? Yeah,
1: I you know, I hate to I hate to say it in such a way that it, you know that it minimizes how good the OVC was and how much we enjoyed our time there, but um it's just a better league. I mean, you know, the Missouri Valley, there's 32 conferences out there. The Missouri Valley is typically in the 11 to 14 range. I think it's 13th. This year, as far as conference rankings go, and you know, and I think the OVC is 26 or 27, uh, you know, and so it's just the caliber of teams on a game by game basis is just you know significantly uh, better, um, and that makes the season much much tougher. Um, you know, I would say, I would say those eight teams I mentioned just a moment ago, you know, would all be, you know. <clears throat> playing for first in the o v c yeah uh and then beyond that it's it's just a um it's a more it's a much more physical league i think it's a it's a big ten derivative in my mind as far as the style of play the style of player the way the rosters are assembled much more physical slower tempo um and it's officiated that way that's that's a that's something that we did not anticipate i mean we it's a bloodbath every time we go
0: out there um and we just had to get – we've had to get used to it. We're still not there yet, but we're better than we were. So, is Steve Prom, is he back at Murray State, right? Is He, he is, Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, sat so, out, he was Iowa, went from Murray to Iowa State, sat out last year. Okay.
1: And now he's back at Murray.
0: So, was that one of the – so, it was weird, right? So, we're sitting here talking about a near, new conference, and then you just beat Murray State the other night. So, an old foe. Both of you are in the Missouri Valley Conference now. Is that kind of what – you guys were talking about uh, maybe before a game when you just sit and chat of maybe the difference of playing in each conference.
1: Yeah, I think you know we're we're both because we're on the same track. Um, you know we we're, we're going through similar similar things, and you know we're all learning kind of what's what's needed both from a roster standpoint and um, you know and resources standpoint, scheduling standpoint. You know we just got a lot of adjustments that we need to make. So yeah, we we had those conversations. Um, you know, and it is have you know the ironic part with Murray. Yeah, we've enjoyed a long rivalry with them, uh, and they're really our only connection to the Missouri Valley. But they only had one player back from last year's team, completely new roster, a new mm. coach, new style of play. So even even Murray feels quite a bit different than it did in recent past.
0: I know Casey Alexander on the line with us. I, I know in the past I've asked you this question, and I'd be curious if it it changes or if it's always basically the canned answer can, how much can you learn about your team when you win close games right I mean it's it's always fun to win games where they're not contested right and you just you coast to the victory and you win by 22 that's you know that's pressure on you and everybody feels good but you also learn a lot about your team when you're in a dog fight right
1: yeah 100 um I like those I like those large margins better me um, too but, yeah um you know, but I, I don't even—I don't know if fans do. I mean, I think our fans have really enjoyed the caliber of play that they've seen in in the curve. It's been far less of a guarantee that we were going to win the game, although we are—I think eight and one at home right now. But we've had some great games against great teams, and and you know, the the level of improvement that we'll experience this year from the first conference game to the last will be significantly greater than what we have, um, you know, than the improvements we've made in the past several years. Everybody gets better as the season goes along. You know, you just experience is, is so valuable. Um, but um, but it's, a you know, having to do it game after game after game after game is really, you know, it helps you get better really quickly.
0: Yeah. So what do you think something, as you said, everybody gets better now that you're in mid to getting close to late January, what, what do you think you need to continue to get better at? Yeah,
1: well, we've learned, I mean, you know, we've always been a better offensive team than, than we have defensive um, and offense has just been it's been tougher to come by. Uh, we could kind of scheme our way to some baskets uh, in the past. Um, physically, athletically, we were you know we were as good or better than a lot of people that we were playing, and that's that's no longer the case. And so we've had to we've had to learn to hold our ground a little bit better on the defensive end, and that'll continue to be the challenge um, for us. Uh, we're just going to have to win ugly more often.
2: Hmm. Coach, I wanted to ask you about. Uh... Just winning, you've won a lot, sir. Uh, just looking over your, your record uh, 228 wins uh, over the course of your career, you haven't lost more than 10 games in six years. You clearly have high expectations uh, for your basketball team. I just wonder how do you impress that on to new students who come into the program that this is what we expect. Um, when you're here, when you're coaching under me, when you're here under this program,
1: yeah, I think the "we" part of it is is the most important part of that. I mean, it's um, I'm really lucky at this stage to be at a place um, that's won at a high level. Uh, Belmont is you know, is it, gosh, we've had I want to say 11 out of the 12, last 12 seasons, 20 win seasons, and, and the one we didn't was 19. Uh, you know, and so we we just talk a lot about. Um, you know, expectations here, uh, people that have come before us here, um, the formula for winning here. Uh, then I'm just the caretaker, but uh, the program sells itself in a lot of ways, and it's nice when you can set the bar high like that. Um, you know, winning's hard, and um, and we don't take it for granted in any way, shape, or form. But um, I know from being, you know, when I took over at Stetton, when I took over at Lipscomb, I mean, it, just, it doesn't happen by magic. And if you can be in a place that's used to it and just feels like they're supposed to win, um, that goes a long way.
2: We talk a lot on this program, Sir, about the uh, impact of the transfer portal on college football. I'm wondering from your vantage point in college basketball how the changes in the game has impacted you and your department, things like Nil and 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 transfer portals and such?
1: well they they coincide they're they're, they're very separate entities in one sense, but they also – they one influences the other um, to some degree. Uh, you know, the portal itself, you know, the biggest change with the portal, you know, happened a couple of years ago. It was more so the fact that, that players could transfer and play right away. Uh, you know, they've always been able to transfer, and there's always been technically a portal out there. But being able to transfer and play right away really changed the game because kids then – You know, anybody who was on the fence in the past may decide to stay because they don't want to go and sit out a year. Uh, But now that they can go play right away, well, that's that eliminates a lot of the reason not to. Uh, And then, because that's the case, coaches, uh, you know, coaches feel a lot more um, comfortable. Recruiting other players, uh, players from other teams' rosters,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: and because because they know they can go, they can get somebody to come in and help them right away, you know. So it just it just compounds the problem, and then you throw nil on top of that, um, and that's a whole other element that um you know that that you know that that squeaks the wheel so to speak, and so it's it, it's a real issue. Uh, we don't like it. Uh, it really really really. Um, You know, it challenges our model. Our model has always been go get the right kind of kids that that fit our style and fit Belmont, and our retention's been as good as anybody's in the country. Um, And so it really challenges our model. We're going to have to get a lot better to keep doing it the way we've been doing it.
2: Coach, I appreciate your honesty. I haven't heard anyone say, we don't like it. Uh, normally they kind of beat around the bush with it, like, well, it's a challenge and we're trying to overcome. Yeah. But you know, you're straight up. You you don't like it. That, that, that's strong language. Excuse me for harping in on it. It's it, I haven't heard that. Most guys kind of take a more diplomatic route.
1: Well, I mean, I think I think we all have to um, say the right thing in a sense that we, you know, we want the players to have the freedom that they, you know, they should have, and you know that sort of thing. But I don't I don't think it's good for. I think it's good for them. I don't think it's good for anybody else. (laughs)
2: Hmm. I wanted to ask you about uh, the Curb Event Center in particular. You talked about it a few moments ago about the home court there. Uh, I know for a fact there were other universities who have come in and looked at the Curb Event Center as a model for their new arenas uh, (laughs) down where they're building them. Uh, It's hosted two presidential debates in addition to being a place where they play incredible college basketball. How special of a place is that um, for you guys? And it's really a a kind of a historic place that's quietly historic, though, uh, over there at Belmont.
1: Well, it's been good home for us. Um, I can say that. And really for a lot of reasons. I mean... You know, on one hand, it's just brick and mortar. Uh, and again, you know, the more you win games, the the more everybody likes it uh, because you, <laughs> you you want to say that it's the building. Um, but um, but you know, Belmont has always done a great job of making it um, a really fun environment to watch a game. Uh, families can come, kids can come. Uh, it's a safe place it's you know it's there's, there's not a lot of trouble around and um you know so so just the whole and then marketing and the excitement in the game must you know is it, getting better and better all the time so it, it just it's become a really good place it's clean it 's nice there's not a bad seat in the house um it 's not too big it's not too small you know so it's it's been a really good place for us
0: coaches are deemed a lot smarter too with a lot of wins you know that works sure. too yep <laughs> for sure you know? I, I did want to ask you on the way out. Because, you know, you're a program that typically has been able to keep your players from beginning to end. You don't have to really deal with this whole one and done and all that stuff that, that other programs do. But you're also getting some production out of young guys. It's not like, well, okay, just wait till your junior year before we need you to shine. Just sit and wait. You got some some young some young guys right now that are contributing, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, two of our top uh, maybe three or four scores are, are true freshmen. Yeah. I know two of our top three most used players, if you look at analytics and everything else, are freshmen. And so some of that uh, was a necessity. Um, we just lost so much last year through graduation, and then and then we lost two in the portal ourselves last year, one of which was a freshman. Um, and so we had to have some guys come in and play right away. But uh, we knew we had some good ones, and um, these guys have been really, really steady for us since the beginning. One of them has started – gosh, all but two games this season, I think, and the other one started maybe seven out of our 20.
0: Well, I know you've got Bradley on the road on Saturday. Mm and You had uh, a close one against Bradley at home earlier in the year where you guys came away with a three-point win. Continued success. Go get them on Saturday, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for doing this.
1: I I appreciate it. Glad to connect with you guys. Thank you, sir. That is
0: Casey Alexander, Belmont Bruins head basketball coach, just to kind of – Put an exclamation point on what you're asking about the Curb Event Center. Yeah, they're 161 and 17 in conference games Jeez. at the Curb. Jeez. Let me repeat that: 161 and 17 conference games at the Curb. 81. They went 81 and five. Yeah. In the OVC. Yeah. At home. That's that's pretty dominant. Here's another pretty cool stat. Yeah. Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Kansas, mm-hmm. Oregon, and Belmont—only programs to win twenty or more games in twelve straight seasons. Yeah, only those four programs in the country. Now remember, Division One basketball has what about three hundred thirty-five? Yeah, something like that. Division One basketball programs. Yeah, something. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not like football. No, it's like triple the size of football. Yeah, yeah. Those four programs. Belmont is with Gonzaga, Kansas, and Oregon. Belmont is quietly uh, an amazing machine over there in South Nashville. They really are. Yeah, we'll come back. Your phone calls the rest of this hour, 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey, guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice